everyone. Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. Firstly, thank you so much to everyone who has already subscribed to the podcast. Really, really does mean a lot and it means that we can spread this message and get as much um, exposure so everyone can hopefully start feeling mentally and physically stronger. Now, I'm going to go straight into the next guest that I've got on the podcast. I'm super, super excited to have this lady on. We've been speaking, I think we've known each other for just over a year now. And she, well, she started off doing UK UP and she'll probably talk a bit more about this and she won best overall legs. And then I first actually saw her when she competed at the PCA Hampshire and she won the bikini trained and the overall female winner at the Mr. Hampshire. And then she went on to the finals to win second place. Now, what really interested me about this lady was after her show, she speaks very, very openly about her journey with mental health and her relationship with her body and just the whole competing kind of realm in a lot more personal, relatable way. So I'm really, really excited to have this lady on. She works out of Chapel Gym in Corby. So welcome to the show, Kat. I'm so excited. So if you just want to give everyone... um, a quick introduction to um, yourself and kind of your journey and how you kind of got to the competing life. Um, oh, hello. Um, I don't know really where to start. I've been, well, I've been training myself for about, well, it's nearly five years now. But I just kind of, I initially started training, well, to lose weight. I think that's what everyone does. But then I really found that it had a real effect on kind of my mental health and it improved massively so I kind of I used to just train to train to be happy um and then kind of I got qualified as a PT I used to be a wedding photographer um and was doing that for a while and I was just kind of a bit bored and I kind of wanted a challenge so yeah I decided to compete got myself a coach and that was it really it just kind of went from there and here we are now (laughs) a year later and I don't know I've just had the craziest year of my life I'll be honest with you so yeah I'm just really glad to to be here I'm very happy (laughs) no good it's good to hear so how did you feel your is this was the PCA and the UK UP that you did was like your first year of competing yeah my first ever year so the the um the plan was to just to do one show I just wanted to do it to do it like like I say I'm i well more confident now but I you know I wasn't very confident um kind of the thought of getting up on stage was terrifying the diet and the training I knew I could do it was more the kind of actually having to put myself out there a little bit and yeah get on stage with no clothes on basically so that was uh that was the initial goal but then everyone quite like after I competed the first time everyone PCA was a new federation and a lot of people were saying to me that I should kind of go in for bikini trained and I wasn't really sure and then I just kind of thought oh, why not like I kind of put the work in I might as well just do another one and I loved it and yeah again it just kind of went from there really. So how did you find the overall kind of contest prep experience because some people kind of sell through it they, you know, they're, they're in very fortunate uh, circumstances that they can just keep eating refeeds until show days. Some people have to really dig deep. How did you get on with it? Um, I loved it. For me, it was, it, I was, in my head, I was going to 
do it and I wanted to do it to the best I could do it so for me it wasn't even like kind of giving up certain foods and things like that it just wasn't even really an issue for me like I just had my plan and I just did it and I kind of over the months I was kind of cutting it was it was quite a long period of time as well and like I gave myself quite a lot of time so it was fairly slow and I kind of was ready early which was good but yeah I just enjoy I just enjoyed it you didn't hear me moan about anything like I think at the end of the day you know we choose to to put ourselves through this kind of this prep so by moaning about it there's just no point really no that's true like it's 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 kind of saying yeah I'm tired but it's not constantly saying to everyone I'm tired I'm hungry I'm tired I'm hungry because it kind of my boyfriend is very much the same yeah that's the thing I mean I think I think people like almost obsessed about food to a point kind of and it's like well there's just it was almost like it wasn't food wasn't really a thing for me for those like six months or whatever it was just kind of it was something that I had to do so I just did it and would just try to be as happy as possible while doing it obviously there was times when it was hard but I don't know I was I think I was just so excited by what I was doing and it was all new and just yeah it was just a journey and it was so much fun so what happened talk to us about the post-show rebound well if you had one um per se because that's a topic that's discussed quite a lot on Instagram and people's experiences vary considerably Um, as you're probably aware so how did you get on with you know reversing or coming out of those shows for the first time Uh, yeah I think everyone has a very different experience um post-show it's a very strange time I think well first of all I after my last so after the PCA finals I three days later I think it was I flew out to Australia to go see my brother for three weeks and I'll be I'm just gonna be perfectly honest like it, I wasn't in a great mental state um I mean I was okay but like obviously I was exhausted from kind of doing three shows in um in the space of like I don't know I think it was like four weeks or something like it was crazy um and I wasn't really given too much guidance on what to do um in regards to my food and stuff it was kind of just you know eat and train but I think there was no kind of reversing there was there was no real solid plan and I was kind of almost left to my own devices a bit and obviously we all know that when you're crazy stage lean you you suffer everyone will suffer with body dysmorphia to a point um and yeah I was convinced I was fat and kind of didn't eat enough um and I was training really really hard because I had a little bit of extra food in me and yeah I ended up making myself pretty poorly by the time I came home um I wasn't in a very good way um unfortunately I'm a lot better now which is brilliant but the experience that I had has made me very aware of other girls maybe in similar positions um and obviously I put a a client in for a show whenever it was kind of earlier in the year and I was just very very careful um with what I was doing with her post show because you know it's all well and good kind of getting stage lean and stuff but the sort of mental mental health problems that can kind of come with that are are very serious and I think as a coach you have a responsibility to look after a client if you're willing to help someone get that lean and into kind of that state it's your responsibility to help them come back out of it and a lot of people will argue and say you know I'm not a counsellor like you know you 
you shouldn't be dealing with that but in my opinion body and mind are, are one and yeah. I I didn't have well I had no emotional support at all really and no solid plan so I was kind of yeah just it's a bit lost um but I know now you know when I do compete again where I went sorry, where I went, where I went wrong um and I won't make those mistakes again and I also would never let any of my clients make the same mistakes um health is very important so what would you say were the key things that you took away from the last time you reversed dieted out of a show and any advice that you can kind of give to someone else who could potentially be in that same situation what would you tell them um don't go to australia three days (laughs) (laughs) after you've competed and dieted for like nine months no i would say first of all first of all i would say get a good coach um do your research and get someone who knows what they're doing and cares. That's massively important. I know there's a lot of coaches that kind of see clients as paychecks and that's mm-hmm. not cool. And also of the obvious one is don't be afraid to eat. That was something I was terrified. I was there were certain foods that I, you know, I was scared to eat and it's obviously now I can look back and think it was crazy, but you get so caught up with it at the time and it's just getting over that kind of head fuck basically of, of thinking that you're going to balloon overnight because you, you just won't it's you just can't mm. um, and actually your brain and your body need that food so yeah just please eat <laughs> don't be scared to eat um yeah I think the most I for my personal experience the most important thing is to have a good coach and there has well from what my own experience has been the best coaches aren't always the ones that know, you know, the best 100% optimal training plan or food plan. It's actually the ones that have the kind of awareness and that kind of psychological um, background or psychology background. Uh, My coach personally actually did a major in sports psychology and I think it does help because it's not, I kind of see it as a triangle. I don't know about yourself. You've got you've got food, you've got nutrition, sorry, you've got food, you've got training, but there's also the mindset. And I think for everything to work in sync, they all have to work together. And I think mindset is one area that is often neglected or kind of not seen as important. And I think definitely when you come out of your show, it's making sure you've got that right guidance because I think you can be in a bit of a, bit in a bit of a, um, a daze, if that makes sense, when you come out and you need someone who knows what they're doing to tell you this is okay keep going this is what you need to do so I think some people kind of don't have a coach in off season but whatever person I've spoken to whether they've been a client of mine or not I've always said to them make sure after your show for the maybe for I'd say at least four to eight weeks I don't know about yourself have a coach still there because people kind of think oh I've done 12 weeks that's that's it I don't need someone it's like no 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 you need someone even more so now now you're out of your show I'm literally just sitting here nodding agreeing with you um yeah yeah I'll just yeah totally totally yeah I you know I I needed someone to no at no point I needed someone kind of that I respected to actually say to me Kat you need to eat like you are not fat like if I'd have had someone kind of saying that to me I think it would have helped but I was I just felt very isolated and yeah like I say I wasn't really given much guidance you know by my by my previous coach so I just kind of yeah, just went off the rails ever so slightly, but 
yeah, I think, you know, mindset is the most important because us girls are crazy anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you take our fats away, then your hormones just go out of whack and then you just lose it. (laughs) You know, know, you've been, been, you're exhausted, you, you know, you've been in a deficit for however long, like, yeah, no, it's, it's so, so important to have someone to kind of get your mind straight, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah. You, stru- you struggled um, after, your, after your shows. How did you kind of come out of that, kind of mind, if there's any mindset routines that you did or any practices um, in particular? Like, what was it that has got you to this point now that, you're in a really, really good place, you know, with your body, with your food, that sort of thing. Really, because, yeah, the one, like, because obviously, you know, I made myself very ill and I'm, like, like, like you say, I'm very, I was very open about, you know, what I've been through this last year and, like, obviously I had a nervous breakdown and literally lost the plot. Um, but the one thing I would, that I took away from that is the, the positive body image that I have now I this is something I've never ever had ever in my 28 years like I'm so happy and comfortable in kind of how I am now I'm kind of almost glad it did happen in a way um but I mean I stayed very very lean for a very very long time you know months and months post-show and it was it was not good um and it just got to the point where I was like right Kat you can either stop being an egg and gain some weight quickly or you can carry on being ill and miserable so I, I think it was for about I don't know, three weeks I just ate whatever I wanted didn't care and gained weight pretty quickly and that obviously my body was a lot happier but yeah I mean I, I could be here all day I'll be honest it's, it's been a, a year of kind of ups and downs but I think more recently it's just looking after yourself and actually not being so hard on yourself. So I've what just, do you think? Oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, I've literally just, I've, I've kind of, it got to the point where, so basically I kind of um, started to get better and, you know, I'd put on some weight and, and things was, were going okay. And then some things happened in my life, which kind of caused me to have a relapse basically. And I, I went back to being kind of housebound and like, literally I just wasn't living and I was kind of trying to force myself to train and like do all these things that I felt like I should be doing um because I kind of felt like they were expected of me and like and it just got to the point where I was like you know what this is just silly what is the point and I stopped training which was very odd so for well the plan was to have a week off I ended up having four weeks off and it was just really I, I went to um I went to some seminars about a month or so ago and they kept saying like, you know, you should focus on the boring stuff. Everyone ignores the boring stuff. Um, So I was like, I'm going to focus on the boring stuff. So I started going to bed at half nine, 10 every night, um, eating enough. I started sleeping, like I was sleeping for the first time in over a year because that was another thing. You know, I I hadn't had a night's sleep for about 12 months, stopped training and gave up caffeine just all these little little things and it was almost like overnight my body was just like thank god (laughs) yeah um and yeah I mean like I, I feel so well in myself now but it's it's only really been the last two three weeks maybe that I've kind of been like this and been able to kind of go back to work properly and like 
Yeah, I don't know really. No, that's really interesting to hear. And it's some, I think it's definitely something that um, it's easy for anyone to overlook in the sense of, you know, you think about, oh, what, what, what training split should I be doing? What nutrition timing should I be doing? And I have, I've had a few questions in the past that people have asked me the really smallest things are, oh, what, what supplement should I be taking to help me sleep? I'm like, well, what's, what time are you going to bed? One, how, how are you on your phone before you go to bed? Yes. And how, what, when's the last time you had caffeine? nine o'clock and it's like well there's there's the answer it's not a case of what do you need what do you need to buy in the sense it's what do you actually need to proactively do and what little changes can you actually make that can make the biggest difference and the biggest impact as you say yeah 100 i'm seeing her nodding again um yeah i mean it was it's very strange because like you know i've I've put in one of my posts like you know i've got this photo sheet in seven weeks time and it was kind of like not many people's transformations start with them giving up training. Um, and yeah, it's just, you've got to do what's right for you. And it finally got to the point where I was like, I, you know what? I can't be someone who I feel like I should be. I just need to be myself and be happy. And, you know, at the moment my training, you know, has gone from being like a six day kind of really regimented kind of split to, like tonight I'm going to go and train back um after work and I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna do some just kind of solid compound movements and then I'm just gonna kind of freestyle it like yeah. that and that's just because it makes me happy and I'm and I'm not training to with any particular goal in mind other than to just enjoy it at the moment um and that's just what I've got to do for me and I and I kind of urge people to do that themselves because I think you know once you compete you you feel like that's it like you kind of have to carry on with it and you you want to you know like I do want to compete again don't get me wrong but there's other things as well in my life that are more important and I kind of was just completely neglecting them and ignoring them and I don't know there's more to life than competing that sounds all <laughs> don't like saying that like but you know competing competing is a hobby and I love it and I love bodybuilding and you know you know I've loved it for five years and I get bored very easily so um, but yeah I mean like there are other things that that can make you happy that aren't training nutrition um just the little things and that and that's what you're gonna that's what's important that's what's that's what you're gonna remember when you're older not like you know how many if you hit your macros to the gram or if you you know missed a training session like it's not the end of the world and that was something that I again only recently is I've kind of found the ability to kind of let things go and not worry too much about you know if I you know if I don't do all my training sessions in the week like nothing bad's gonna happen do you know what I mean like as long as I'm happy as long as anyone's happy that's the most important thing so you you talk about this lean obsession continuing on for that so you talk about this lean obsession and how a lot of bikini well a lot of female competitors can kind of find this very very difficult to come out of and from my personal um standpoint on this I definitely think in Instagram in itself it's, it's a blessing and a curse mm-hmm. so I just want to see what kind of what your opinions were in terms of the growth of Instagram and the growth of competing and that kind of increased sense of pressure um, I would say and yeah, kind of seeing where you where your stance is on that, and what you think. Whether it's kind of, oh, for me personally, it's I used to struggle very much with comparing myself to other Instagrammers, 
other competitors and actually forgetting that there is a, there is a life outside of the stage and they do have their own lives and their own difficulties outside of that stage whether they choose to portray that is a different thing but i think it can have a knock-on effect on how kind of people construct certain realities and opinions about maybe certain people and about the industry itself which kind of maybe can you know that this obsession even in the off season there's a lot of obsession to oh you've got to stay lean during the off season um and i think that can kind of put girls in a bit of a excuse my french in a bit of a head fuck because you're like whoa they're eating three thousand calories but they still look that slim and i'm eating only two thousand and i've got a little bit of fat here and a little bit of fat there and i think that's where sometimes there's perhaps a bit of a disconnect Massively. I mean, again, like, this is something that I, like I say, that I've only really realised very recently. I mean, I always kind of, the whole time I've worked in the fitness industry, kind of felt like I needed to stay relatively lean. And then obviously when you compete, you kind of take it to the next level. But it's it's just not healthy. Like, it's, I've been, I've been every size. I've been every size. I've been every shape. Like, you know, I've been stage lean. I've been, like, a size 18. Like, I've dieted and, and gained like lost weight put on weight my whole life and like the thing I've I really really understand now is that I am still the same person at the end of the day like it doesn't matter what I look like but I there is so much pressure like I still you know I still feel it to a point now like I feel like people look at me and think oh you know she's like a self girl or like you know she doesn't take it seriously which is which is absolute bollocks like of course I take it seriously but I also take of my health seriously and I think obviously if you're in the kind of competitive world you understand it a bit more but from the outside I did I used to look at girls and think how on earth are they are they staying looking like that like I'd kind of look at myself and be like why am I all soft and like they're yeah it it's a lot of it is is angles and lighting and pictures um man angles are a game changer but they can be at the same time very um very misconstruing is that if that's the right word to say massively and it's like yeah it's it's i don't know what it is about having like little squares on your tummy that people are so obsessed with like but i used to be like it as well that's the thing i used to you know that you know that meant that i was fitness but it's like i'm you know i would say i'm more fitness now and i definitely don't have those squares on my tummy at the moment like i i don't know the the health and fitness industry isn't the health industry. Um, well, it's interesting when you actually look back historically over body image and social status. So, you know, sorry, everyone giving you a bit of a history lesson here. I hate history. But when it comes <laughs> to this, it's quite interesting. King Henry, and that was actually seen as kind of like, like you're very high up in the social hierarchy. And it was very much like that. The, the bigger, more... Well, is that, is that the right way to, word to say, Kat? The, the yeah. bigger you were, the more kind of high social status and hierarchy that you had, whereas it's kind of been flipped on its side now, whereas, you know, you're kind of seeing more higher up the, so, or the food chain or social chain, the leaner you are, which mm-hmm. has definitely been a massive, massive shift into comparison to, well, in comparison to what it used to be, for sure. It's very odd how trends, body type trends go in and out of fashion. Because, I mean, at the moment, it's, it's very kind of trendy to be, um, you know, a little bit muscular, you know, have a big curve and firm and kind of have all these, like, curves and stuff. But, I mean, when I first started training, it was, you know, bikini body. Like, as in, like, very thin. That's what everyone wanted to be, extremely thin. Like, and it's it's very bizarre. 
But I mean, my my opinion on it, and this is what I tell you know, I have clients come to me and they're like, I want to look like this person. And I'm like, you will never look like that person because you are not that person. <laughs> like, yeah. you can only be, you know, the best version of yourself as cheesy as that is. Like, to my clients, I'm like, as long as you're, you know, you're happy and healthy, you can't not look good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if, if you're enjoying what, you know, I'm all for training and eating well and things like that. But like, you have to enjoy the process of whatever you're doing. And definitely having no body fat isn't a goal. <laughs> like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, you feel like crap, you know, people, it used to wind me up because people would kind of make comments and kind of, you know, like, especially men would, would be like, Oh, you know, you're so attractive. And, and I'd be like, honestly, I feel like absolutely crap. Like, <laughs> this is not sexy like for me competing and getting that lean is for stage like it's not you know to be honest you feel that rubbish you can't even really enjoy it like it's not like you you're like oh yeah you know I'm looking great you're just kind of like when's the show like do you know what I mean like you have a pineapple hair your eyebrows haven't been done in like five days because you just cannot be bothered and you're like hmm yummy I look great glamorous at all but it is sport and that that is how it is you know yeah. you especially as a natural female competitor it's hard work Get we're not supposed to look like that it's not a natural a natural thing we're supposed to be a bit squishy and I'm all for it like I say you know I will compete again I love I love it I love the challenge I love I love muscles I love veins I'm a little weirdo but like it's it is it's a, it's a sport it's not to look nice in a dress or like be attractive to anyone or do do you know what I mean and I think a lot of girls think oh yeah you know they see these girls looking all shredded and they're like I want to look like that and they're like oh do a bikini competition and it's like no 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 no." (laughs) it's it's not how it works definitely not definitely not because I how long so how long ago was it that you kind of came across competing um well it was always something think it must have been about maybe two years or a year and a half into kind of just training um and there was like a local show and I was gonna do that and I just wasn't mentally ready I was very lean at this point by you know I didn't have much muscle had a bit but you know I I probably would I probably would have done all right like I I looked okay but I was I was a lot younger and it just wasn't the right time Mm. Uh, I'm so glad I waited because up until kind of when everything went a bit tits up, I, I had the best experience and I wouldn't have changed it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, but it's always kind of been on my radar. The thought, of, the thought of it kind of interested me, but I just never thought, one, that I'd be good enough or two, that I kind of would dare take my clothes off in front of anyone. What moment was it that you kind of, kind of like a key moment that you just thought, right, screw it, I'm just going to do this? Because you're posing... I remember seeing it. it was really, really good considering that you've never, you know, never been on stage before. You came across very confident oh and that's something that a lot of girls struggle with as well. Yeah, that's mental. I had an amazing posing coach. I had Audrey as my posing coach and she was ace. Um, I remember turning up to my first ever posing class and like, oh my God, I was absolutely terrified. Like I'd made my mum come to London with me because I didn't get, didn't get the tubes on my own and like, I think she she took the one look at me and was like, we've got a lot of work to do. But yeah, I couldn't have got on stage without that woman, honestly. Like, 
my my routine was literally just walking and standing and it took me so long to like um get the hang of it but um but no I remember the day I just I decided I wanted to compete I was in the car with my mum on the way home in Birmingham shopping and I'd had I was in a bit of I'd had a I was going through a bit of a hard time and I mentioned it to her and she was like oh you know why why don't you message um this person and, and see if see if they'll take her as a client and I was like oh I don't know I don't know and I sent the message and he got straight back to me and I met him I met him the next day and that was it it was like I kind of went into like a mass game period for three months um and then went into prep in the February and that was it it just it happened very very quickly um but yeah no I, I loved it I loved it just bite. I sometimes you have to bite the bullet don't you and just go for it yeah that was it like I, I didn't I don't think I really had much chance to think about it it was just kind of like oh we're doing this now <laughs> so yeah but like I say I had thought about it you know it wasn't I hadn't just I didn't just decide um kind of really spontaneously it was something that I'd always had in the back of my mind over like years basically and it was just it was just the right time I think it was the right time so you spoke about previously that you work with a lot of clients pre-show post-show what do you give to them and how do you help them before they step on stage after they step on stage and maybe at the in terms of the time scale where you're at now how do you help them throughout every single process to make sure that in terms of their mental health and how they feel their relationship with themselves body food training etc to make sure that doesn't kind of disintegrate just because of the show um well actually I've I I made the decision maybe yeah maybe kind of a month ago that I I don't want to take on any clients um competitive clients really anymore um I'm doing a couple of kind of mass game periods for clients but I'm actually going to then pass them on to other prep coach well my coach actually um because he's awesome um and I trust him but I mean bodybuilding was always and competing was just my hobby so I want to take my work back to kind of just normal people in air quotes like that just kind of just health and lifestyle stuff really but I mean um in regards to kind of how I've helped clients in the past like I mean I was my last client that competed I was just in contact with her all the time like and made those lines of communication very open she could come to me about anything and I think like you you have to say you know they'll they will say things like I'm fat I'm bloated I'm you know I'm this I'm that and you just kind of have to just be honest with them like no you are not like you are ridiculously lean um you know you're doing amazing Karen as well just follow the plan basically um and then kind of post-show again I know I did my I did my client's head in poor Alicia I was like every day I was like are you okay how's everything going she was like fine and I was like okay well, if you need anything I'm here like bring the ref all the time but it, I think it was just because I knew what it was like myself yeah. to she's a very very strong-minded girl um probably more strong-minded than me and she kind of took it in a stride and I was very very proud of the way she handled it but like like we said earlier like I think post-show is a very very delicate time and I think actually even months and months after kind of when everything's died down a bit and that's the the kind of dangerous time not even necessarily directly post-show if that makes sense Mm. um 
that's just kind of what I've witnessed and kind of experienced um, with others. But I guess everyone has their own opinion on that. Yeah, definitely. It, it it can vary a lot, but as you say, it's not. It's good that it, is. Is it Alicia? Is that her name? Alicia. Yeah. Alicia. Alicia. She had that kind of support system because I switched coaches actually after straight after my show, and I'm very very glad that I did because my coach was very much. He told me what he was doing, so he's like, add X amount of fat, do this, and he was explaining why I was doing it as well, which kind of gave it a lot of context. And he still does it now. He explains every single decision he makes. He he tells me why, and I think having kind of to accept information, be like, oh, okay, and do it. But I think once you understand why you're doing certain things, it can kind of make the whole process. It makes it a lot more clearer, so you know where you're heading. And I think anticipating what's going to happen as well, I think helps a lot with competitors in the past, whether that's been a friend or a client, telling them, you might feel like this, you might, you know, this might happen, that might happen, but giving them that anticipation so when it does come, they know it's not a massive shock. Because I think when people go into shock, it's when all rational thoughts and actions go completely out the window. So if you can tell someone, I think personally, if, if you're someone listening to this, anticipate those feelings and ask people you know how are you going to feel what different struggles or problems could you face and how could you deal with them instead of kind of going into the unknown i would definitely i don't know about you kat but definitely recommend people to you know do your research don't just research how to get lean research how to get out of stage leanness as well i think that can definitely help a few people kind of potentially avoid the sticky situation where they feel very lost they potentially feel quite isolated and they're not really sure where like where to go and where to turn to yeah massively I think it's so important to like like educate yourselves you know I I don't I can't really understand how anyone would just follow a plan blindly and kind of trust a coach just being kind of like yeah just do this like I I've got myself a new coach now AJ and he's awesome like any questions like like it was very very important to me like because because I know a lot anyway I, that sounds really big head and awful like I know a lot um but because I'm I'm quite well educated in nutrition and training you know I've been doing it for however long I I really wanted a coach that I could actually learn something from I didn't want someone to just tell me what to do um and I came across AJ and I was like yeah this is the guy I just want to kind of I just want his brain basically um and there's there's literally currently no one else you know I don't know when I'm going to be competing again I'm I'm hoping next year but I you know I'm not that's not a definite um but yeah there's no one I no one else I'd want to bring me in for a show just because I trust him and even with the thing the small things we're doing now at the moment I mean I'm an absolute nightmare client I'll be honest like um, if I was my own client, Jesus, but he's he's been amazing and very understanding with um, kind of what I've been going through. But um, yeah, like even kind of this, the bits and bobs we've been doing working together, now I've learned so much from him. And I think it's so important to to find a coach that, that knows their stuff and actually use them and actually kind of make the most of that time you're working with them. And like I say, steal their brain a little bit and get that knowledge in your own. Definitely. No, I do agree. It's obviously trusting them to follow the plan, but at the same time, as you say, just kind of using their knowledge just so you can kind of develop. Because at the end of the day, you never know how long you're going to work with that client for. And as long as you can learn and take things on board, then I definitely think it does help. 
So the next kind of topic that I've got written down here is how to improve your relationship with with body and with sorry with your body and with kind of the food that you eat. I know you've been quite vocal on social media about you know self love and being very mindful and eating good nutritious food. I know when you were struggling at the beginning of this year, that was something that you really were trying to kind of teach. Well, just yeah, kind of just teach and show people how how they can kind of have that balancing act when it comes to you know being happy within yourself and eating that good food and so on and so forth so I don't know if you can speak to us um, a little bit about that um it's really weird actually someone messaged me yesterday or the day before and just and they were like you know how are you so comfortable in, in your how you look um you know how did you get there kind of thing and I was like well it's it literally has been 28 years of um of a lot of self-loathing um and I don't know I everyone talks about balance and I don't know I think the majority of people actually don't have it kind of especially in the fitness industry because it's such an extreme kind of industry and I'm still finding my groove with it but I really do think I'm getting there for the first time in my whole life kind of one thing actually that I will say is something that I changed last year was I will never speak negatively out loud about my own body you know how girls are always like, oh, I'm so fat, or, oh, like, and actually, when you put something out, kind of, into the universe, as it were, and, and say it, it almost makes it true, mm. and I would, I now, I very consciously am aware of what I say about myself out loud, you know, everyone has thoughts, but you will not ever hear me say, I'm fat, or, you know, like, anything really negative, like, you know, I, 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 word it differently so like you know if I'm having everyone has bad days like you know if I'm like oh I'm feeling I I say that I'm feeling this way rather than that I am this way if that makes sense Mm -hmm. it's such a weird little thing but it's made a massive difference to kind of how I see myself in the mirror and it's (sighs) loving yourself it's it's cheesy as hell but like you know I don't think I'm better than anyone else but I look after my body and I'm nice to it and I feed it and I do training and like I look in the mirror and I think you know I look all right like I you know I don't hate myself and that has come from years and years of hating myself and like I say you know I've been every size under the under under the sun I've been in had the year from absolute hell to be honest and I don't know I I could it would take me about an hour probably to tell you kind of how I've got to this point. But that's something I want to do with my own work and my own clients is, is kind of give them that feeling of being comfortable in your own skin because it's, it's a great feeling. Um, but it definitely didn't happen overnight. And the food in regards to food, again, a lot better with it. Um, like yesterday, I spent the majority of the day eating a pizza brownie, which was amazing. I saw that. It was, oh, my days. It looked so good. And that, you know, even up to like a month ago, eating that would have scared me. And I would have overthought it a lot and been like, oh, crap, like, probably shouldn't be doing it. And I just thought, no, like, my friend offered me offered to make me, like, my own dairy-free version. And I was just like, you know, it's what's gonna happen and I woke up this morning actually I think I'd filled out a bit from having the 
having the extra carbs and like I looked all defined and I was like oh wow I've got like brownie definition brownie gains all the way it was great and I was like oh well, nothing bad happened I you know I haven't gained 10 stone overnight like and yeah I've just gone back to eating what I'd normally eat today, like today just you know mostly whole foods but yeah probably gonna put a macaroon in my oats later like it's like anything goes in oats it's the rule it's like true. if you if you put something in oats it's fine like <laughs> This is what me, me, it's actually Alicia, we always say it, um, I'm always like, they're for my oats, so it's, it's totally okay. Yeah, it's uh, always questions you, you're like, yeah, it's for oats, they're like, oh, oh, they're like, step back, they're like, oh, okay, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine, no, yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, you know, I went through stages of like, really badly binge eating as well, like, really emotional kind of, um, let's put 20 million calories in my body all at once, and again like I could be here all day kind of talking about my relationship with food over the years but again I think I'm I'm finding a place where I'm not obsessed with food like I it it's weird because like sometimes that like I know I've got like three meals to eat and it's already like I'm going to work in a bit and I don't know when I'm gonna have time to do it whereas before like I probably would have eaten those all by lunchtime and been like oh right well I kind of I don't know just everything seems to be nice and balanced at the moment. But it's, like I said, it's, it's taken a very long time to get here. You talk about, you know, you're so busy with work and other commitments. Food has kind of taken, not a step back, but the focus is kind of diverted. And that kind of leads on to the bal- like balancing competing and fitness in life. So do you feel that since you've potentially step back from competing and I, I see on your Instagram story you know you're always at Starbucks spending time with family and they're all really really important things um so do you think that's potentially played a role um at all with you know diverting that attention and now you're getting to the point you're like oh damn like I'm so focused on everything else my other passions in life and now you've got to catch up with free meals does that make sense yeah massively massively like yeah like I love that you watch my stories, by the way. I always think, like, because I always put loads of, like, non-fitness-related stuff on there. Like, just a lot of my dog and, like you say, my family and stuff. But, like, yeah, like, that has become, because I'm so much better as well, like, that's become so much more important. It's just kind of living and spending time with people and, um, yeah, do, going to family barbecues and, like, going out for coffee. I do basically live at Starbucks. But yeah, I mean, like my food focus has just gone. Like it's, I'm kind of it'll it'll get to a point in the day, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm really hungry. Like, wow, this is crazy. Rather than thinking, oh my god, I need to eat. This. Sorry to interrupt this podcast, guys, but I've just realised as I was editing this that it cut out halfway through, and I know I can, I definitely know why. The dog was around when I was recording and walked through the one of the wires. I thought it would be fine. So I just like slotted it back in and kept talking. But obviously didn't realise that stops the recording altogether. So really, really sorry guys that we're going to have to cut this short. But to be honest, this was kind of, we were getting to the end of the podcast anyway. Thank God. That would have been a disaster. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. And if you want to connect with Kat at all or ask her any questions, then you can catch her on Facebook. I'll leave the description and the details kind of in the description podcast area. 
and her Instagram is deadlifts at bay, which is ended in B-A-E. So thank you so much for listening. Really sorry to cut this off, but more of the story is the dog isn't going anywhere near me when I'm recording. So peace out, guys. I'll see you in the next one.